0: Good morning, Barry Markson.
1: Good morning, Jamie. Happy holidays! Happy, happy Hanukkah, Hanukkah! Yes, Merry Christmas! This is a uh, this is it. It's all happening right now.
0: This is the week.
1: There's nothing we can do to stop it. It's gonna <laughs> it's gonna happen either way. Uh, good morning, everybody. I'm Barry Marks. sitting in for Broomhead, and uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, big big show today. Uh, coming up at 11 a.m. Uh, KTER is going to cover live the January 6th hearing, uh, and we're going to tell you about what the expectations are. The reporting is what they're going to do, and it's historic first time uh, ever in the United States. We'll have that for you in just a little bit. Uh, but here in Arizona, our election it 's over and yet it 's not over uh, we We just keep uh, going on and on, Kerry Lake. Uh, she has a lawsuit. She lost by over 17,000 votes. She lost by so much that the uh, automatic recount did not trigger, which is amazing because the Republicans passed a law last year uh, that made the recount much easier. Uh, it was within one half of 1% of the vote. If it gets that close, uh, you get an automatic recount. We had uh, two or three of them in this election, uh, but it did not include the gubernatorial race because Kerry Lake lost uh, by that much. Uh, and yet... The the she filed lawsuit uh, seventy pages of all sorts of different claims and allegations, including the fact that uh, you know Twitter uh, Twitter is why she lost uh, and. I will tell you that coming up at nine o'clock today, uh, the motion, a motion, to, excuse me, an oral argument on motions to dismiss uh, her lawsuit were, will be heard by the court. So we will learn, uh, most likely by the end of today, uh, whether or not her lawsuit will continue on, and if it does, uh, what the next steps will be. So we'll have that for you a little bit later on in the show. Uh, but this weekend, uh, these folks from Turning Point, uh, they had a they had a big uh, conference here this weekend called America Fest. People paid all sorts of money. They were, uh, it, it was funny. The minimum price of the ticket was three hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, until the tickets weren't selling, and then suddenly they were selling them online for $20. I, I thought that was interesting. Uh, but Carrie Lake spoke to the crowd, I think it was yesterday. It, was, it, might have been, it might have been Saturday. And I will tell you, the rhetoric is getting worse. Um, to have a, a losing candidate, uh, somebody who lost her election, say the things that she's saying, it's its dangerous. And it's, it's not a, an issue of free speech. It's, it's literally the sort of thing uh, that calls upon people uh, it calls upon people to do things uh, that potentially are violent. She's not calling for violence. I want to be clear, uh, but she's she's coming dangerously close. So, uh, Carrie Lake on stage this weekend here in Arizona. Uh, she hasn't. She's not changing her tune. It's in fact it's getting worse. Uh, and I just want to remind you that the, the reporting has been very clear that uh, Carrie Lake, for example, knew four days after election day, uh, f- um, over well over a month ago at this point, four days after election day, she knew she lost. Her people told her she lost. The national people, uh, Steve Bannon and other people that were involved in her campaign at a very high level, told her that she lost. Uh, But she refuses, and now, she refuses to accept that, and now uh, it's getting worse. Here's Carrie Lake this weekend. Well, maybe not. Well, we'll figure that out for you here in just a minute on KTAR. This is uh, the the, the rhetoric that she's she's talking about. Right now, we don't has been uh, more than we've ever seen before. It's getting worse. She sounds more and more like Donald Trump. Here she is over the weekend.
0: Everything you've heard in the last 24 hours here on stage hinges on one thing: free and fair elections, right now. And right now, we don't have them. I hate to tell you that. I experienced it firsthand on November 8th. Trust me on that one.
1: So I, I don't know if I don't know if it's a delusion. I don't know if she's doing it on purpose. I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know uh, because when you hear and see the reporting of what was going on inside her campaign over the last year, uh, a lot of times people would come and tell her things, and she she just didn't believe it. Um, it, It's really kind of an amazing thing, but yet she was told by people that she lost this election. She cried. Uh, That's the reporting, is that she broke down and cried. And it's uh, she's aware of it and I don't know if this is just grift, if this is uh, simply uh, her way of coping I, I don't, or it's just a way to keep trying to make money or keep herself relevant, and it will. It'll keep her relevant in a small segment of society, uh, but it's dangerous and here's, here's where it becomes even more dangerous uh, for Arizona, and I don't mean just danger as, as to whether or not people believe our elections are fair, which they are, and so transparent, and I will tell you that at every state Of our election, certainly here in Maricopa County, there are literally Republican and Democratic observers every step of the way. And even the Republican Party will tell you that, that they have observers at every step, everything that happens. There are Republicans there watching it happen. Uh, But here's Carrie Lake getting more and more aggressive in her rhetoric.
0: They have built a house of cards here in Maricopa County. I think they're all wondering what I'm going to do. I'll tell you what, I'm not just going to knock that house of cards over. We're going to burn it to the ground.
1: And getting huge cheers from the crowd, and and this is uh, Carrie Lake on stage over the weekend, flipped off uh, the reporters and and did the the you know I, I can't show you or tell you what she said in essence, but uh, just more and more aggressive. Uh, but got as close as I think you can get to threatening somebody and uh, talking about Maricopa County Board of Supervisor uh, Bill Gates, the the chair of the county supervisors. Uh, this is this is dangerous rhetoric. We already know that Bill Gates uh, has had to leave his home. We know that Bill Gates has had to live somewhere else because of death threats to him and his family. This is not this is not playtime. This is happening already and here's Carrie Lake this weekend threatening or at least getting very close to that edge.
0: You know what we have right now? Sham elections. Rigged elections. We have elections that are being run by fraudsters. Bill Gates. And not the rich guy. We got the bureaucrat Bill Gates. (laughs) There's two Bill Gates. There's the rich guy who's acting like a doctor pushing vaccines. And here in Maricopa County, we have the bureaucrat Bill Gates who's trying to act like our elections are free and fair when they're
1: not. I mean, she went on uh, to attack Bill Gates and others. She's called for the imprisonment of Maricopa County officials, who are Republicans, by the way. I, I can't stress this enough. These aren't Democrats. Uh, these are Republicans. And Carrie Lake is, is saying that they... That they cheated, that it was fraud, they're calling, calling them fraudsters, and that they should be locked up, they should be imprisoned uh, for what they did in this election. Again, without actual evidence that anything that occurred here, number one, was fraud or cheating or manipulation or anything else. And number two, that anything that occurred would have or could have changed the outcome of this election. Um, it's an amazing thing. And, and I'm, I'm hoping, and I'm ta- as I talk to more Republicans, uh, friends of mine, uh, people who voted for Carrie Lake, uh, I'm finding more and more of them are becoming uh, disenchanted with her. I think she's, uh, potentially, I think she's ruining any chance she, in politics she has in the future, but I don't know that she cares. Uh, it's, similar to, it's similar to Trump. I mean, she, sound, she obviously is patterning herself after Donald Trump, and we see where Trump is going right now, where polls are showing him losing uh, to other people, to Ron DeSantis and others running for potentially running for the Republican primary this year. Um, he is losing his support in the Republican Party. I think Kerry Lake is running down that same road. I think what we 're seeing from Kerry Lake right now uh, is she 's living in the bubble. She only hears from people that she wants to hear from is the folks who believe this and election denier lying. Has become a brand. It's, it's, this is who these people are. There's nothing else there. Carrie Lake isn't even talking about Katie Hobbs. She's not even talking about issues. Her whole brand right now is to appeal to people who think every time their candidate loses, it's only possible they lost because there was cheating. That's where we live right now in Arizona. This is happening right now, and I do want to point out this shouldn't even this shouldn't even require me to say anything positive about it. But Blake Masters, let's just let's just point out here: Blake Masters lost his election. He was another guy ran for Senate against Mark Kelly. He was endorsed by Trump. He was the fourth guy endorsed by President Trump uh, in these in these statewide offices. He lost. He waited a little bit, and he conceded. He called Mark Kelly. He congratulated him, wished him best. That's how this works. And that happened, by the way, uh, with the vast majority of Trump-endorsed candidates who lost around the country. They called their opponent. They're not making a, a mess about this. The only place this is really happening is here in Arizona. It's not happening in Michigan, where all the Trump candidates lost. It's not happening in Pennsylvania, where the Trump candidates lost. It's happening here in Arizona. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be talking about this a lot, but it's time. As soon as this, I, I'm okay waiting for these election lawsuits to be over, and they'll be over very soon. Uh, but we, it's time. For the Republican leaders in this state, for Doug Ducey and Mark Burnovich and business leaders and everybody, to step up and to stand next to Bill Gates and the Maricopa County supervisors and Stephen Risher to stand next to these people and say the our elections in Arizona are fair and secure and then go through the pro whatever it is, have have a three hour press conference and go through step by step by step how we run our elections so people can hear it and see it. I don't care how boring it gets. But we need our Republican leaders to stand up and say no, because I don't want to go through two more years of this. We did this after 2020. We had the fraud. We did all that stuff that is bad for Arizona. And I'll be honest with you. It lost Republicans in Arizona. It lost the Republicans this election. It just did. All right. Coming up. Jeff Munn standing by in the KTR News Center. And then uh, we're going to talk a little bit about January 6th. The committee is back today. It's their last uh, hearing. It's their last presentation. Uh, And I'm going to tell you, there's going to be some criminal referrals. The reporting is out. We'll tell you who is going to be charged uh, and what those charges are. That's next, right after the news. I'm Barry Markson, and for Broomhead, it's KTAR. Values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News 923 FM and the KTAR News app. Alright, welcome back everybody. I'm Barry Marks and in for Broomhead. I always thought Broomhead played like cool Christmas music this time of year. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you gotta, you got to bring the Jewish guy in to ask for Christmas music. Is that the new thing? Oh, Welcome back to the program. Uh, coming up at 11 o'clock, uh, it's going to be covered live here on KTAR. Uh, the January 6th committee, uh, they're back, and uh, this is going to be their last uh, hearing. They're going to summarize uh, kind of what's in their report. The report will be issued. The summary of the report will be issued, I think, today. And then over the next several days, the actual report itself will be issued. There's going to be eight chapters. Uh, but the big news, as being reported by multiple news outlets, uh, is that there are go- it is going to include Multiple criminal referrals uh, for former President Donald Trump uh, to the Justice Department. It's the first time in United States history that Congress has made criminal referrals to uh, about a former uh, president. It's uh, it's. It's unbelievably huge news, and we're going to have it live for you here on KTR Today. Here's ABC's Jonathan Carl.
2: The January 6th committee will use that last meeting to present its final conclusions and recommendations. Those recommendations will include recommended criminal charges, multiple criminal charges against Donald Trump for his actions related to January 6th and the attack on the Capitol and his efforts to overturn the presidential election.
1: All right, and reportedly, uh, the criminal charges will at least include three of them. Uh, One is uh, obstruction of an official proceeding of Congress. Uh, Two, conspiracy to defraud the United States. And three, Insurrection. They're going to charge Donald Trump with participating in and uh, in, in inciting the insurrection at the Capitol on January 6th. So uh, if you paid attention at all to the January 6th committee, and I know a lot of people didn't, um, you know, people say, I'm not interested in this. Let's not look backward. Let's look forward. Whatever you want to say, uh, I, I paid attention to it. I watched these hearings. And uh, I will tell you, the evidence that was presented was absolutely compelling. And I I didn't know that that's what it was going to be. I thought it might be uh, a bunch of Democrats in there just giving opinions, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, uh, Congress people uh, just up there, as we always see in these hearings, where they're just kind of pontificating and giving their opinion. That is not what this was. Uh, The series of January 6 hearings uh, was an incredible presentation of factual evidence, and almost every single witness that testified, and this is the important part, uh, almost every single witness that testified in front of this January 6 commission were Trump's people. These were not just, I'm not even just saying Republicans or conservatives. They were people literally that worked in the White House for Donald Trump. They were hired by Trump. They were Trump people. They were Trump sycophants. They were people who supported and continue to support, in many cases, Donald Trump. And they were sworn under oath to to testify. And they did. And they did honestly. These are not people who would come in and say bad things about Trump uh, because they want to or they want to see him go down. These are not never Trumpers. These are figure out whatever you want to call them. Uh, These these were trump's people they were his lawyers his white house counsel they were his campaign leadership uh, the chairman of his campaign Every, this is the top top people in his white house the people who were working feet away from the oval office who were in there with him and the things they testified about if you're if you take an unbiased look at it it's it's absolutely amazing what was going on. And the evidence was clear. And if, if you follow me on Twitter, I'm on Barry Markson1 at Twitter. And I talk about this all the time with regards to these election lawsuits and everything else. I'm an attorney. I'm all about facts and evidence. I, if you show me facts and evidence, I, I can be persuaded. I will look at the evidence and I will make a determination. I don't look at things like this politically. I look at it as what can you show me that is real? What is the proof? What is the evidence? And the evidence that was presented by this January 6th committee was over overwhelming that president trump at the time uh, donald trump uh, was taking steps in multiple different areas multiple different roads to overturn the vote of the people of the united states it was incredible and i'll give you an example just here in arizona uh, one of the threads, one of the roads that they were going down, and here's here's what they were trying to do. They were trying to create uh, enough issue that Congress could not certify uh, the vote of the people. That's what January 6 was. On January 6, Congress was set to vote and approve the certification of the election results by all the states. That's what they do for 200 years, 150 years. It's been nothing but a rubber stamp, basically. Right? There's, there's very, very rarely is this. We didn't even know this existed until 2020, and the plan was. To do anything possible, and they were taking multiple different paths to this uh, to make it where Congress did not approve, where they did not certify the election, because their hope was, in some states like Arizona, you'd throw it back to the legislature, which was controlled by Republicans, and the legislature would somehow our Arizona legislature would overthrow the vote of the people, uh, and and say, nope, we're going to give our electoral college votes to Donald Trump, or to create so much confusion and chaos and uncertainty that Congress would not approve and certify certain states, that would be enough not to give Joe Biden the necessary 270 electoral college votes to prevail. And then it would, by, by the Constitution, it would then go to the House of Representatives to vote. And it's done by state, not by individual person. And the Republicans control 26 of the, of the 50 states. That would be the majority. So the plan then was that the House of Representatives would then install Donald Trump. They would say Donald Trump won the election, even though he didn't. That was the plan. Now, I know you're sitting there going, well, that was never going to happen. Well, I have to tell you, it could have happened. There were a lot of Republicans who stepped up and did things to make sure it didn't happen. Republicans and Democrats, but it was Republicans that stepped up. It was Mike Pence stepping up and saying, no, I'm, I, I don't have the power to overturn this and not to, not to certify the election. I'm not going to do that on January 6th. Uh, it was all sorts of Republicans in Arizona uh, in Rusty Bowers and other people who said, we are not going to approve this. Uh, but we'll talk more about this later. Uh, but the fact is, the evidence... Has been clear that, pr- that Trump and the people around him were working multiple avenues to have fake electors in Arizona put forth, which they were by Kelly Ward and her husband and others, um, to have tr- uh, Mike Pence not certify the election. Uh, there were other things that were going on, uh, and the whole goal was keeping Trump in power even though he lost. And I know you're sitting there saying it's political, and I'm telling you, the e- I watched these hearings, the evidence was overwhelming. And that's why they're making criminal referrals today. We'll have that for you live here on KTAR. Coming up, it's the Big Q poll question of the day, uh, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. That's up next. Uh, And then uh, we're going to get a little bit more uh, into what's going on here in Arizona, these election lawsuits. That's happening uh, starting at 9 o'clock today, uh, Carrie Lake's lawsuit. There's an oral argument on a motion to dismiss. We'll talk about that as well. Stay with us. I'm Barry Marks, and in for Mike Broomhead, it's KTAR.
0: The Gato's Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers.
1: All right, welcome back, everybody. Barry Markson in for Broomhead. Steve Zinsmeister in for Gato.
2: Steve, how are you? Oh, Barry! I'm sad. I'm disappointed. I'm I'm angry, quite frankly, because I spent four hours every weekend for the last three months trying to watch the Cardinals. Yeah, and now they're mathematically eliminated from the playoff. You know, the, the zero fact,
1: chance. The fact that they weren't mathematically eliminated already is is amazing, uh, frankly. But it's they're they're just so bad. What is it now? Four and ten.
2: Yeah, and that yeah. brings me to today's big Q poll question, right. brought to you by your Valley Toyota Dealers. The next time that the Cardinals win a game will be Christmas Day, next week, uh, January, or next season. And quite frankly, Barry, at this point, it doesn't really matter when the next game they win is because no wins this season really mean anything other than a moral they I don't know. But uh, next season is probably what I would choose because I don't think I'm going to be spending any time watching the Cardinals moving forward.
1: Yeah, well, I have to tell you, it's it's next season for me as well. And uh, the amazing thing is it's all being documented on that uh, Hard Knocks in season on HBO, which is kind of interesting to see the behind the scenes as the Cardinals unravel. Uh, but frankly, as a Cardinal fan right now, you're right, it's impossible to watch. And if they lose games, we get a better draft pick, right? So we're we're all better off if they keep losing.
2: Yeah, and I, I can understand how we're better off, and maybe the team and the franchise is better off in the long run if that's the case. But no player plays with the intent of, no. you know, what we'll just we'll just sit this one out, or we'll we'll go easy in this game so that we get a better draft pick because well, these players are playing for contracts at this point.
1: Yeah, I agree, and I will tell you, watching that HBO uh, that Hard Knock series with the Cardinals, it, it, you know, as much as some of the announcers are saying the Cardinals, the players aren't putting in the effort, and they're not, they're they're just they're a dumpster fire. When you watch that show, and I, it, I'm sure it's making the Cardinals look good. The players seem to care the players who made the mistakes and don't make the plays they're beating themselves up Uh, they're taking responsibility in front of their teammates it's it's pretty interesting to see that part of it so I I don't know that that they're not putting the effort in they're just not playing well so let me ask you this real quick Steve Steve Kime taking a uh, the general manager taking a a leave of absence for health reasons Um, I don't know that he ever makes it back do you think it's uh, is it over for Steve Kime and for and uh, for the coach Cliff Kingsbury
2: uh, I don't know. Let's focus on the GM for a second. I mean, they say it's a health related uh, leave of absence. I believe that to be true because I don't think the team would double down on that and say it's health related if it wasn't. Because in 2022, y- you know that these things come out eventually. We're going to find out yeah. why. Well, he wasn't he's, there had, he's, had re- he's had health.
1: He's had Steve. I got to get going, but he he had health issues before, and it it turned out to be alcohol related. I hope that's not the case now. It's obviously an issue for him, but we'll see what it ends up being. Uh, Steve Zinsmeister, you can listen to him today in the us and Chad show two till six live here on uh, KTAR and of course the big Q poll question of the day up on KTR.com and brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers coming up right after the news at nine Jeff Bunn standing by in the KTR News Center and then uh, we're going to talk about all of these Arizona election lawsuits there were four of them people don't even realize two are dismissed two are still going and the Kerry Lake lawsuit the oral argument on motions to dismiss starts in five minutes we're going to have all of it for you here on KTAR.